At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then, book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's helloalma.com therapy 30 hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. On today's episode of After the Snap, we will recap Reed's icy weekend in Chicago and the travel complications that ensued afterward. We will also discuss the mayhem rearing its ugly head at Texas A&M as NIL contracts continue to heat up. It's time for After the Snap. Let's go. Every snap is an interview. After the Snap. What a snap. Hey, keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! All right, so uh, this is uh, week three, week three under uh, SB Nation. Um, Welcome back. I, I, I have to say, that, okay, so last week, uh, obviously did the pod by myself, yep. um, which I have job, done previously. Thank you. I have done previously one time. Um, and it's, it, it is, I just, for it, for anybody out there that does radio or podcasting by yourself yeah. coming up with, I, I told myself that I wanted to go 30 minutes coming up with 30 minutes of opinions and content is not easy. Yeah. Clay Travis always a conversation with anybody. No, you're having I'm a conversation with yourself and there's no feedback at all. Yes. So yeah, Clay and we had him on a while back. Uh, he would always talk about when he was uh, when I listened to him on Fox Sports Radio um, that doing three hours of radio five days a week was one of the hardest jobs uh, to do because you are, you know, he had his producers and, and a couple guys on the show chime in every now and then, but basically it was him running the show for yep. three hours a day, um, five days a week. So. Uh, Mad props to anybody that does yeah. that on a regular basis. Um, I've always and, had a lot of respect for Colin Cowherd because he does the yes. same thing. He interacts quite a bit with like his um, joy. Uh, I think it was Christine Leahy was the kind yeah. of the girl that yep. was on the show. And then it, she was replaced by somebody else. And they, there's kind of a little bit of back and forth, but it's mostly just mostly him talking. Him. Yep. And it's similar to Clay, like, tons of respect because he's on there for several hours doing his yeah. radio and tv show yep i don't know 
you know, I don't know how you, I guess you ask yourself a lot of questions and then you, you, re- yeah. you, repeat you ask a lot of a questions lot. and then a lot of topics to cover Yeah, and make sure you have some opinion. You bring your of, opinions in your backpack. A lot of hypotheticals. Um, secondly, uh, it is popular in Buffalo to, uh, it, it, it's a, it's like an, an uh, I'm going to say it's like a culture thing. Um, to crack a 10 a.m. hay burner mm. from Big Ditch. Um, I'm going to crack. This is dad's favorite beer, and he just happened to leave some. Uh, Big Kev left some, out Big fr- Kev left some in the fridge from his last. So I'm going to uh, just crack this um, in honor of Big Kev, who didn't make it to Chicago uh, last point, weekend for the game. Point of clarification, we are not recording this at 10 a.m. We it are not. It is not 10 a.m. while Reed is drinking this. Correct. Beer. I think that is uh, important to note. It is closer to 10 p.m. Yes. Um, I just felt it was uh, important to hit on that mm, piece yeah. of uh, niche culture yeah. in Buffalo. Um, third thing, I would love to hear about. Uh, you have been posting um, a little bit about uh, your new puppy that you got. Um, you already had Jasper, a yep. golden doodle. Please um, introduce, not on camera, just tell us about your new puppy that you got. Yeah. So, and how that's um, going in your house. So, I got uh, Maggie last week. Maggie is another golden doodle. Um, and she is currently nine weeks old. She is uh, bebopping around, biting Jasper's ankles, just driving her absolutely insane. And it's great. It's great. We're uh, still working on the potty training thing. She, if she has to go in the middle of the night, she will cry and and wake me up. The last two nights, she has not, which has been outstanding. She's let me sleep until five in the morning-ish when I wake up to, I have to use the bathroom or something. I will just take her out on my own because I know that if I try to go back to sleep, she's going to, she's going to cry 30 minutes later. So I might as well. Um, besides that, everything's going great. I have mom and dad here helping me a little bit for the first couple days, uh, sort of getting us on our feet. And, uh, and then dad's going to go back to Atlanta. Uh, and mom's going to actually stay down here and help me with the pup basically for the rest of the season. Uh, having a puppy is very difficult. Having a puppy while you're a full-time NFL football player is even harder. So uh, shout out to uh, retired Tracy um, doubling as a dog sitter. So I, uh, I was surprised and I guess it's a, it's a, maybe a result of the breeder timing. Um, Both Mm. of your, you have gotten both of your dogs towards the end of football seasons. Is there a reason for that? Christmas. Is that by choice? They, they do Christmas. Well, Christmas not for me. Not for me. Yeah, it's yeah. Christmas litters. They Christmas litters. they have them right before Halloween, and eight weeks later, when puppies can go home, sure. is right before Christmas. Got it. So, um, Jasper they can't hold it for you. They can't just um, hey, I'll pick it up when I'm done. Yeah, I guess I could have could have done that, but I just I didn't know if you had to pick them up asap. No, I. I, we were the last ones to pick up Maggie uh, just 
the way that timing worked out, I think for, for Christmas pups and all that. But um, I, I mean, I guess I could have just had them hang on to her for a little while, but um, you know, it worked out that mom was able to, to help me out. And um, I wanted her down here as, as quick as possible. So gotcha. uh, they literally picked her up on uh, Wednesday of last week, the 22nd and uh, drove down with her on, uh, sorry, that was the 21st, and then drove down with her on the uh, 22nd on Thursday, uh, 10 hours in the car with a fresh pup. So they are, they are road warriors, and I appreciated it a lot, no doubt. Um, well, that brings me to my next thing is obviously talking about the games from last weekend. Yes. Christmas weekend, nonetheless. Um, Christmas about is my favorite holiday, by the way. 100%. I, 100%. I think we I, – I saw a thing that I'm, – I'm sorry to hijack this, but I, I saw a thing. Um, I think it was John Christ. His podcast was talking about um, male versus female holidays. Okay. Like July 4th is a male holiday. Like totally 100% male holiday. Thanksgiving is a female holiday. You've got like pumpkin spice, you've got fall, you've got the, the leaves. It's like a, it's like a female holiday. Okay. Christmas is potentially also a female holiday because it's, it's the snow. It's, but we are uh, celebrating a joyfulness. Celebrating the birth We're of celebrating a... a dude. Okay. We're celebrating a homie. <laughs> My homie and the, the OG. Yes. Yes. Um, but I just I thought it was interesting because I've never thought about like men and women what's having the second, holidays. What's the second rated if is July fourth number one? For male holidays, male holidays has to be right. Uh, well, I'm I'm asking because like, what would be number two? Uh, I don't know. It's probably got to be some some other patriotic holiday, like that's Memorial, what I was thinking about. Memorial I Day or something like Memorial Veterans Day. I didn't know if you were yeah. including those. Like, I don't know. I'm curious but, as to what the no. I just it was like a very short clip. Uh, it was just a very short clip of just like that that conversation, and I I just thought it was an interesting thing. But um, I say that to say that Christmas is far and away better than every other holiday. Definitely, like, you can celebrate it for if you're me, uh, you can celebrate Easter it for two months is up there for reasons they said easter was a female holiday uh regardless because it's pastels it's bunny rabbits it's like i'm just speaking on pure holidays holiday rankings got importancy holiday Um, importancy rankings easter is up there yeah um has to be okay that and i mean christmas Christmas is probably number one birth and then easter okay all right, we uh, we're are we good? But there? I'll let you uh, I'll let you move on. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> wanted to get into last weekend's games. Um, 
talking about Big Kev. Sorry, I was trying to get back on track. Um, Big Kev was supposed to come to, mm. and I'm, and this is all tying in. He was supposed to come to Chicago. Um, he, he, they, mom and dad brought uh, Maggie yep. down to Miami. Dad was going to leave from Miami up to Chicago. Yep. Go to the game and then fly back to Miami to make your game on Christmas. Um, because of the weather, um, that was not able to happen. Uh, this is when I – so last week, it was probably beginning of last week maybe, they were talking at lo- local Buffalo uh, guy, Patrick Hammer. Shout out Pat Hammer. He uh, was shout saying that – shout out Hammer Dog. He was saying this is potentially a once-in-a-generation storm. And we hear that um, every three years. Uh, well, unfortunately, I think it lived up to the hype because I, I believe, and this is, I, I'm sending my condolences. I think there's like 30 plus people that are confirmed that have passed away. Unfortunately, like around the Buffalo yeah. area because of stranded in your cars, you know, or, or something happened at, at home, or you know, all, all kind right. of reasons. Very, very sad circumstances. But um, to get into the game a little bit, uh, this was the coldest away game in Buffalo Bills history. Hmm. Minus 20 wind chill. Dude, when I tell you, okay, so you came to the Patriots playoff game last year. It was Uh, odd odd degree. Yes, odd degree. Minus eight or nine wind chill. It was chilly. Not a ton of wind, but it, it was enough to drop it 10 yeah. degrees on wind chill, whatever it was. Um, this game was, even though it was only 10 degrees colder, 10 to 11 degrees colder wind chill, negative eight to negative 19 or 20, whatever it was, this game felt significantly colder than that playoff game yeah. against the Patriots. So- I don't know if it was because – the temperature was a little higher. There was just that much more wind kicking yeah. the wind chill down, which I guess that's what it was. Because those gu- – I mean, the gusts were 40-plus probably, and it was just felt like knives were going into your face. So do you buy into the cliche of if it's below a certain degree, it's just cold? Like if it's no. below three degrees, it's just cold. You're no, saying like, like you're saying that negative ten and negative twenty, big difference. Yes, D- uh, okay. wind being a factor. Yeah, I've, because um, I can't tell you how many people that I've heard in the last week since this big winter storm across the entire United States, except for South Florida. Actually, I will get into that in a second. But um, I've heard so many people say. Oh, once it gets below five degrees, it doesn't matter. It's just cold. And it's like, yeah, it is cold. It's five degrees outside. But yeah, five degrees is different from negative 15. Just like 75 degrees is different from 95 degrees. Like It feels different, especially when you're only wearing one layer. How many layers did you have underneath your shoulder pads? One. One thermal (laughs) layer and your little head... Ski mask. Thing, ski mask. Yep. And your thing to put your hands in. Did you coat this game? I did coat. I've coated wow. for two games in my career. Two games. Proud of you. 
this Not week even. and the playoff game against the See, last year. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna attack you here for a second. And I know it's probably like a Buffalo thing, it's whatever. Somebody when we were going up to Buffalo, oh, it was, it was Tyler, one of our equipment guys, was like, "Hey, are you gonna wear sleeves this weekend?" I was like, "Absolutely, I'm gonna wear sleeves this weekend." Are you crazy? Give me all of the thermals. I spend ninety four percent of the game on the sideline. I have nothing to prove to anybody. Why would I not wear a coat when I'm standing there doing nothing, watching the defense on the field? And I want, I want that is my question to so, you. So two I things. Know that you are not a coat guy. Not a coat guy. And it's good to hear that you did coat for this game because yes. you probably saved yourself and your skin from 100%. damage. Um, two things to get on your, your cold. Is it cold? Is, you know, when does it get cold yeah. or colder? Okay. I think anywhere from like 10 to 30 to 25 like below freezing to like 10 is like one tier it's just it's cold outside that's cold one one yeah cold one cold two is like 10 to zero okay and then below zero is like its own t like below that it's like it's really really cold cold as crap cold as crap (laughs) frigid is what my weather app called it actually frigid is frigid temps is what it called it for the game saturday um secondly it's a hundred percent mental a hundred percent mental it's it's dawson knox going sleeveless out to warm-ups on christmas eve in chicago i don't buy that because he did it i don't buy that he did it it's mental I saw the when pictures but when, I don't buy it. when i i can tell myself i have snapped and done well in a game that's 20 below zero i can tell myself oh it's 25 degrees outside i just yeah, stand, i'll just stand by the heater i'll sit on the you, bench i don't like go out to the field when you go out on the field the last thing you're thinking about is how cold it is correct 100 percent. you go out there and you're looking at the protections you're getting ready to snap your field goal snap the last thing you're thinking about is, oh, my hands are really cold right now. No. When I'm standing on the sideline and I just got my water that is freezing around the rim, yes, I'm good. I'm, my hands are cold because I, I'm like with you. But that's why I have a hand warmer. Down. That's why I have a hand warmer. I just don't see why you stop. I think your, I think your thought coat? process would be different if we played in opposite cities. I pl- we play more than half of our games every year in cold weather. Okay. Agree to disagree. I'm just saying that's why I don't wear a coat because it's a mental thing. Okay. Um, anyway, it's dumb. we beat Chicago. Okay. Let me get to my main point. We beat Chicago. Way. Okay. Um, it was, it was a uh, interesting game to say the least. Frustrating. Frustrating. First half is a little frustrating. Second half, we took care of business. Um, Definition of a team win, that second half. Defense stood up. Offense put up points. Special teams took care of field position. Um, Shout out to Sam Martin, my guy. Number eight, Ocho, eight dog. Balled out. Um, I don't think he – I haven't seen like the player of the week stuff yet. 
Um, he definitely should be up there for it based on wind conditions. He had a couple bombs, especially one out of the back of our own end zone. Yep. Um, three great punts from three or four. Can't remember. Definitely three, maybe four punt. I can't remember how many times we punted. Uh, great punts from him. Um, so kudos to Sam. Shout out to him. Uh, great day on Saturday, and uh, three times in a row. I hate. I, I don't mean to like rub it in your face, but this was the hat and t-shirt game. Mm, congratulations! So um, that where's week, the hat and t-shirt? Is it? Uh, that going like in? My, my my hat is in the garage with on my hat rack, and uh, t-shirt is hanging in my locker. Put it okay. in with my laundry. So gotcha. I didn't wear it home. It's uh, not like it's not like in your garage too, like being used as a rag because you got so many now. Like no, wipe the no. wipe the snow salt it's off still, the car. Okay. It is it is something that we do uh, not take for granted. So well, congratulations. Uh, thank you. I thought I yes. had something on my trophy case over here, but I don't. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So anyway, hat and t-shirt game. You know that going in. Playing for hats and t-shirts. That was kind of the mantra on the sideline. Like, let's go. Need those hat and t-shirts. Like third quarter. Let's pick it up, guys. Let's go. And uh, and we got it done. So Very nice. um, we were uh, just to hit a little bit on the weather stuff uh, to end it. We got stuck in Chicago Saturday night for Christmas Eve. So we were Ooh. we kind of we had to get dinner and Santa couldn't uh, pick you up on his sled Santa and take pick you- us up. Um, I think we were past the, past the weight limit. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was we had a, we had a good time Saturday night eating, got some uh, birthday dinner with the boys uh, for for Jason, one of our strength guys. It was his birthday, so we got to go out and enjoy birthday dinner with him, and then uh, just had a good time for a little nice. bit before we came home on Christmas morning. So. Uh, we were able to get out of town on Christmas and drive back to Buffalo. So uh, just crazy, crazy. And we had been there a day early, uh, like I mentioned on the pod last week, um, Thursday. So we stayed So did you guys have to three nights in Chicago. You guys, but you couldn't fly back to Buffalo, right? No, we flew back to Rochester and bust back to Buffalo. Which is how far? hour and a half but on buses it probably took closer to two hours and i was watching y'all's game for basically the whole trip i was just i was that's all i was doing so uh that leads me into tossing it up to you you guys played green bay on christmas day yes uh let's talk uh, let's talk about frustrating games shall we um (laughs) i hear you uh yeah green bay came into miami in the second coldest home game in miami dolphins history uh, it was a whopping like 44 degrees outside and, um, just, we played well when I saw, when I saw dad and John in hoodies, yeah. oh yeah. uh, for pregame, I knew I, I, that's when I checked the weather mm-hmm. I was like, it's gotta be yeah. chilly down there. Like never, colder. I didn't think it was colder than fi- that was like 50 something. I've never, but it was thought... like 44 and I was like, okay, I understand the hoodies now. I've never thought using a hand warmer um, in Hard Rock Stadium was going to be a thing, but I did pull out a hand warmer on Sunday just to keep my fingertips warm. Did you coat? Warm. I did not coat. Coat was not necessary. Dude, it, was, it wasn't even below freezing. <laughs> okay. But, but my fingertips were cold. Yes. Okay. Um, you say so. 
whatever. <laughs> um, I'm trying to stay consistent here for yeah, the listeners. No, I, I respect it. And it snowed after the game. There was Stop snow. Fa- there were flurries falling in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium after the game. Are you sure it wasn't so. some like ash from somebody's burning car in the parking lot again? No, I think they. <laughs> I don't think that happened. This <laughs> That's somebody's car you're talking about, dude. Um, Baseball. but so we played played on Christmas Day, which was cool. I was definitely glad we were the early game uh, to be able to have. Um, have the 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 rest of christmas day to enjoy do a christmas meal uh that was that was tasty afterward um but yeah it was it was a very frustrating game i feel like that uh the packers after they got the fumble off of us before halftime it completely shifted the momentum of the game and um you know we'll just learn better next time to not let one uh play that doesn't go our way to affect the entirety of the rest of the game it's it's hard when you can physically feel the momentum shift and they go down and they we we basically go from it being a three score game to it now it's being now it's a one score game going into half they get the ball coming out of halftime um so then it, it was just it was just frustrating after that and um you know, we've we've kind of put that behind us. We've watched the film, and uh, we're ready to take on New England in New England. It's another uh, division game that is very, very important. Um, Big-time playoff implications this week as they are uh, one game behind us in the wild-card race. Um, the We are basically fighting for the last playoff spot. Every other playoff spot has been uh, – or wild-card spot has been solidified. Um, That's right. Uh, after last night, right? LA, Chargers, uh, Chargers clinched a playoff spot, okay. and um, and so yeah, we are we're going to be hot and heavy in the next two weeks, fighting fighting to make our first playoff appearance since I believe 2016, and first I, playoff. I think so yep, I remember I, since like 2000, and I think it was maybe 1999 or 2000. I think um, I remember watching the last playoff game that the Dolphins were a part of. It was uh, – I think y'all played the Steelers. And Matt Moore was the quarterback. I think I remember watching that game. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I th- I just – I think it's – I think it's been since 2016. I, gotcha. I can neither confirm nor deny that. But, um, but yeah, we're on to – we're on to New England. But – um, I feel like we have to round out the uh, week 16 as we always do with our week 16 after after the snap clutch snap of the week. Yes, we do. Shall we? Yes, we do. Drum roll, please. Could you hear that? Yes, I could. Okay. Congratulations to the winner of this week's week 16. After the snap, clutch snap of the week, Buccaneers long snapper Zach Triner for the game-winning field goal snap in overtime. Let's go. On Christmas night to keep the Buccaneers in contention for the NFC South division title. If they beat Carolina this weekend, they win the division because Carolina, I believe, is uh, in second place a few, maybe a game uh, or two behind them. So 
Very Congratulations nice. to Zach for winning this week's After the Snap Clutch Snap of the Week. Beautiful. Congratulations, Zach. Yes, congratulations, Zach. Um, one, uh, before we get into a few – I know you had a few things you wanted to hit on college football stuff. Uh, there was a lot of news in the snapper world, and I say a lot because it was a lot because there's usually never any news uh, or not big news, minimal news, uh, small news, tiny news. Uh, this week, two long snappers mm. – um, were unfortunately sent to IR. Patriots long snapper Joe Cardona. Um, he's been there for a while now, eight, uh, eight or nine, eight years, I believe. He's a year ahead of you. Yeah, a year ahead of me. Uh, eight years there. He was sent to IR with a season-ending injury. Um, he had been. He was injured maybe one or two weeks ago, um, and then and then played that game uh, against Oakland or Oakland uh, Vegas. Yep. And I don't know if he maybe re-aggravated uh, it or something. I think they said that um, he tried to play. He tried play to come back it. and play through it, but then it just re-aggravated. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they have signed Tucker Addington to the active roster through the end of the season. So congratulations to Tucker uh, for getting uh, – I believe this is uh, this will be his first, um, first shot on an NFL roster. I don't believe that we – I've definitely heard his name before. Um, in tryouts and stuff, but I don't think he has been signed uh, to an active roster before. And then uh, Cardinals long snapper Aaron Brewer, who has been doing it for a while, um, 11, 12 years maybe, uh, won a Super Bowl with the Broncos back in 16, I believe, uh, whenever they won it with Peyton. Uh, Aaron uh, was sent to IR with a pectoral injury, which – uh, from what I've heard, those are super painful. And that's actually the second pec injury, I believe, or uh, or close to a pec injury because uh, Clark Harris with Cincinnati His was earlier this season, bicep, maybe a bicep. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of they, shoulder, bicep, of shoulder, chest. Upper yeah. body stuff. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, Aaron, I uh, believe uh, his season is over now. I don't know who they signed, Um haven't seen that yet. But, I didn't uh, see any transactions. I'd assume yeah. that they probably will have workouts uh, tomorrow morning. So we're recording this Tuesday, December 27th. Workouts generally are on uh, Wednesday mornings uh, if they haven't done them today. Uh, so I would assume that they would either sign two guys to their practice squad or sign somebody to their active roster immediately uh, on Wednesday. I'm just scrolling the. Yeah, I saw they made. I saw they made the transaction to send him to IR, and then they claimed somebody else. It was like a defensive back, uh, but they. I didn't see them signing any long gotcha. to their practice squad or their active roster yet. Got it. Interesting. All right. Well, we uh, that will be TBD. Um, okay, so a few things. I'll kick it to you. A few things you wanted to cover. Something yeah. about uh, Texas A&M. So I'll let you get into that. Yeah, so I was I was actually scrolling at, uh, Twitter uh, earlier today, and I came across I came across a tweet that says um, Texas A and M's Jimbo Fisher says that the transfer portal and NIL is quote ruining college football, despite his recruiting success. That is hilarious. Months after Alabama's Nick Save, this is SportingNews.com. Months after Nick Saban 
accused Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher of buying every player. Fisher appears to be taking a stand against the NIL system. Quote, it's an absolute joke that's ruining college football. He said of, uh, he labeled it pay for play. He alleged, he alleged tampering by other schools in the transfer portal. All of a sudden, everybody, oh, uh, UTSA's coach Jeff Trailer was publicly accusing uh, high, like the some of the big schools of poaching players and and contacting them when they're not yet in the transfer portal, saying we'll offer you so much money to come to our school if you transfer. All of a sudden, everybody's robbing UTSA's players, taking their players, calling the system utterly ridiculous. And you know what's utterly ridiculous is that statement right there. <laughs> I mean, talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Dude, pot meat kettle. Are you serious? Um, especially after the nonsense that he went through with Saban oh my gosh. In, the, in, the, uh, in the spring last year. Um, when yeah. they went back and forth, I mean, holy moly, talk about being tone deaf. I can't help but read the room, but brother. Think about, and, and this is this is after they had the top recruiting class in the country for the first time ever. With like the highest, they had like a record highest I mean, NIL said, guarantees. Yeah, yes. I say I say record. It was the it was the most NIL money of any school in the entire country. Hilarious. I mean, it's, he's it's, the uh, one that says it's ruining college football. Because oh, they man. didn't, because they didn't win the national championship after having the best recruiting class, is that why it's a? Is that why it's all of a sudden an issue? I think it's an issue because they couldn't even get to. Uh, hold on, let me see. Um, they were five and seven. Didn't make a bowl game. Didn't make a bowl game. I so I but saw they that beat tweet. LSU. I saw that tweet, and That's then Super Bowl. quickly after it was followed up by another tweet. That says that Texas A&M also leads the country in players in the transfer portal by like cannot make it up by like ten. <laughs> cannot they have twenty four players in the transfer portal. That's insane. The, the a quarter uh, of your team, bro. The average across, I believe it was Power Five, is like ten, which He's is fourteen more. Also than insane. Average. That is wild, but so, it just shows how many. It just shows how you know. I think it, it it shows the way that kids are thinking nowadays. They're either getting bad advice or they're getting too much money up front to where they're just saying, all right, I'm going to go here. I'm going to play a year. Let's see what happens. If I do well, I'll stay. If I don't, I'm going to take my money and run. And they didn't go to a bowl game. They went five and seven. I think some of these kids are just taking their money and going somewhere where they're going to be a starter or or think they're going to be a starter. Here we go. Most Power Five scholarship players in the transfer portal so far: Texas A&M twenty-four, Florida twenty-two, Arkansas twenty-one. That's th- the top schools. three are all SEC schools. Interesting. Number four is Arizona at twenty, uh, and number five is Miami at eighteen. So, think about that's Florida new head coach. Yep. Uh, this was the after his first year. Uh, Arkansas, this is, I believe, was uh, Pittman's second year as their head coach. Uh, yeah. Don't know Arizona's coaching situation. And then Miami, uh, Cristobal, this was his first season. So yeah. I can see why, like, when, when 
Coach O took over as the head coach at LSU. We had a ton of guys leave. Ton of guys left. And this was before the transfer portal was the transfer portal. Right. Like guys just left because they just didn't agree with the way that he was operating. And that's fine. Like totally cool. But this is insane. Twenty five guys? That's an entire recruiting class. Imagine um I mean, imagine you're one of those guys and you and nobody wants you. Yeah. I mean it happens all the time. It happens more often than not. I believe it. What do you do? Just go back with your tail between your legs? I saw – well, we, I mean, we had a couple of guys at LSU go into the transfer portal and then come back because they tested the waters and there was nothing out there. So they just came back and fought through it, and they ended up – some of them got playing time and some of them just didn't, never ended up panning out. But, I mean, that's that's part of – that's part of making sure that when you go to a school that you're going to where the, the fit is right. And it's not yeah. just where the most money is because yeah, you can get a lot of NIL money, but that doesn't mean that you're going to get a lot of playing time. And that doesn't mean you're going to get a lot of targets. If you go there with a stacked receiver room, right. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's crazy. And so, I just think uh, number one, it's it's incredibly tone deaf by Jimbo, but number two, the the uh, the transfer portal thing is just it's insane. But I think that I think that the the NIL system has allowed players to pull back some of the leverage, and I I'm cool with it. Like it is the wild west, but you're you're they're finally making the money that they should have been making all along. Yep. I was talking to I was talking to Christian Wilkins the other day, and this is just like paraphrasing what we were talking about. But it, it was like he would have made so much money, and he was like, I you know if I had stayed and and been able to make nil money, like I t- I joked I I told him uh, because remember he was the one that after the national championship he like pulled his leg up and fell into the split and was like doing the dance. Do you remember I don't that? Remember that. He, so he was doing a he did a split on on the like when the confetti was falling after the national championship. Okay. I told him I joked and I said I said you'd have been splitting you'd have been doing a split on every commercial on everything uh, after after the the national championship game like you would have been making so much money doing that trying to pull up the uh, trying to pull up the GIF. Let's see. Here it is. <laughs> like he would have been doing that on every like like the like what we're about to talk about with the cheese it thing. Like he'd have been doing the cheese it absurdly cheesy split yeah. dance or whatever. Um but that actually that actually brings us to the next topic that I had, which was also along the lines of NIL. And it's an article that I came across that says, Cheez-It signs, it's a press release. Cheez-It signs four of the most absurdly cheesy college football athletes to, quote, wake up feeling the cheesiest via the brand's first ever NIL deals. So I would have been a prime candidate for basically this. what they did is they picked one player they signed a, a, an NIL deal with one player from each of the four 
teams playing in Cheez-It Bowl games. So there's two Cheez-It-sponsored bowl games. Okay. The, the Cheez-It Bowl and the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Okay. Which LSU is playing in. So the Cheez-It Bowl um, between uh, Oklahoma and Florida State, they signed Micah Pittman, wide receiver from Florida State, and Michael Turk, punter from Oklahoma. Heard of him. They also signed Garrett Nussmeyer, uh, who is a quarterback at LSU. Yep. And Tyrone Tracy Jr., wide receiver from Purdue. So they signed each of them uh, to the um, absurdly most absurdly cheesy college football, feeling the cheesiest NIL deal. Uh, each player scored – this is from uh, PRNewsWire.com. Each player scored some competitive contract perks with their hotel rooms at the bowl game decked out in Florida ceiling Cheez-It-inspired items like absurdly plush Cheez-It rugs and, quote, I woke up feeling the cheesiest coach alarm clock, inspirational Cheez-It-inspired artwork in their room, and luxurious red and yellow bedding. It's like waking up inside of a Cheez-It box, but better. I saw a picture of of, of this when it got announced a while back. A brand, brand senior director for Cheez-It, Aaron Storm, says, as a brand who has continuously offered fans show-stopping appearances, experiences, we're excited to bring the action directly to our four extremely talented college football athletes. We can't wait for them to experience the magic of our feeling the cheesiest hotel rooms. What are your thoughts? That is amazing. Uh, I can't believe that this is the first time that this is happening. So I don't you know imagine? that I I don't know that I agree with the the fact that this is the first ever NIL deal for Cheese It because it's not. Um, didn't Cade? Well, I say I shouldn't say it's not. Didn't Cade York do a Cheese It commercial? Yes, and we talked was about he, it. No, 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 sorry. He was, um, he was Velveeta. He did his with Velveeta because it was like the queso, the queso when he was doing the press conference. It wasn't cheese it. Sorry. But think about like um, I'm looking at some of these bowl games, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Think about if you had if you had uh, a wasabi eating contest. There's right? so much. Opportunity the lending tree bowls, yeah. Have a couple guys do get out and see who can do their taxes better, <laughs> right? The IRS would the probably Frisco have to Bowl presented by Serve Pro. Let's see who can. Uh, Serve Pro uh, was the ones who drained well, water clean. out of my basement. Let's see yeah. who, who has the carpets. best. Yeah, see who can clean the carpets the best. You get like a black, you get like a black, dirty carpet, and you can see which one, like each one has a, the team's logo on it, and see which Lockheed one. Martin Arm Forces Bowl. Let's see how. Why don't we do a, a who can uh, make the best later? Who can make the best paper airplane? Yes, perfect. I'm surprised that it that it. You know, I could keep going. I'm surprised that it that it that this is the first time that a that this has happened. Yeah. Where a sponsor has picked out two guys from opposing teams and 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 done something with them yeah. at this well last year i mean last year being game. the first time that it was possible it's not surprising that it's fair. i mean i That's guess fair. last year would have been the would have been the time um but 
I'm surprised, I guess, that we haven't seen more of it. Sure. I get on more of it this year. Like yep. we are what halfway, if not more than halfway through bowl season, which to which I'm, yeah. I'm actually doing terribly, by the way. I think I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm like, doing great. I'm in second place. I'm in dead last in our bowl pool. Uh, I'm like five and 15 or something crazy. It's hate to it see it. Horrendous. You hate to see it. Horrendous. But um, I, I'm, I props to the, to the four guys who signed the most absurdly cheesy college football, uh, feeling the cheesiest NIL deals. But we need more brands paying players more money that are playing in their bowl games. Yes, we do. Like, what was um, what's another what's another fun one? Uh, well, the one that came to my mind was like, wasn't there? Didn't there used to be a, a PlayStation Bowl, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl? Yeah, we played in it in 2018. Oh, yeah, let's ha- let's do a uh, let's do a t- Twitch streaming. The Duke's like, Mayo Bowl. Who could make like, the best sandwich? All right, we could go on and on. Bad boy mowers. Who can who let's can do, do the best zero point turn? Yes. Perfect. Flip that. Amazing. So I want to find one more. Tony the Tiger Bowl. Who, who can, can eat the, the most, most frosted flakes? Frosted flakes. <laughs> Easy. Easy. The Bahamas Bowl. Who can swim from Miami to the Bahamas the fastest? Capital One Orange Bowl. Who can ruin their credit score by signing up for more credit cards? That's Allstate enough. Sugar Bowl. This might be the best one. The Allstate Sugar Bowl. Who can sound like the Allstate guy on the commercials the best? Who can wreck more vehicles than Mayhem? Yes. I'm talking about the uh, – remember the guy that used to – That's all state stand. Yes, that guy. Are you, in good, give the are best you in good hands? Are you in good hands? <laughs> He's not British. <laughs> That's a wrap. That is a – we need to wrap this. Oh, my God. That is a wrap on this week's oh episode God. of After the Snap. Thank you all for joining us. This has been so much fun. Um, we will see you right back here next week. Don't forget, subscribe, follow us at After the Snap Pod. Subscribe to us, YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on the Finsider and Buffalo Rumblings. Yes. That's where you can find our podcast. I was going to say on, on Apple Podcasts app, yes. uh, you can go to the Buffalo Rumblings page or the Finsider page. Uh, we are that Our socials are tagging both of their accounts because that's where we are yes. uh, as of now. So uh, go to both of those Apple podcasts, subscribe to whoever you are a fan of, and that is where you can find our podcast each and every week. We will see you right back here next week. This has been After the Snap, tales from two brothers who live life upside down. Hit it. Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch. Can't take the real sound out of my voice. And now here we go again. Twist a little bit deep.